Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Episode of Supernatural The Crossroads, The Winchesters Edition. I'm your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me, I've got Ryan Denton hey. and Michael Flores. Hello. And we are on the second to last episode of season one with The Tears of a Clown. Now, for those of you who are joining us, you can find all of the previous episodes that we have done on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Supernatural The Crossroads. But our preferred podcast provider is iTunes because you guys can leave us reviews and rate the show. And any review that you do does help us increase our ratings, get us seen by more people, and ultimately let us do more. So, second to last episode of what is questionable maybe the only season of the Winchesters due to lack of hearing about if there's going to be a season two. But primarily, I would say, what, say what you will about the show's quality, but Warner Brothers is hemorrhaging money at this time. They've been cutting content like it's crunch time at the Circle Factory. And <laughs> this show is no less susceptible to that very same chopping block. But at least this episode was... A breath of fresh air, I'd say, from the last couple that we had. I'm a little curious, though, as to why this episode... Yes, it was a hybrid episode. A little bit of a monster of the week, slightly on the myth arc. I'm surprised. Yeah, Second to bit. last, the penultimate episode having really nothing to do with the overall myth arc when you're dealing with a shortened season as yeah, well. You know why. Why? Because Jensen's going to show up last episode. And last be, scene, last episode. I think it's going to be the whole episode. Cliffhanger, calling it. Yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that they gave us a relatively inconsequential episode. No, they, it, got, they, it, got, they got the they got the crystal that'll kill the Akrita Queen. That dude, it makes sense. It's it feels very much, Mike, like what we've been talking about for an entire season so far, which is shockingly no real feeling of oversight or leadership or planning of where this season is going from beginning to end. Yeah. Now I'm not overly concerned because I did like this episode it had its moments. It was good for the most part. I'm just questioning the strategy. I feel like the strategy was there's a pilot episode, there's a mid season finale and there's a finale and everything else is dressing. Hmm. There's it's the, it's the tent pole in the middle and then the two poles on the edge. And so the, 90 the minutes Christmas, of relevance, the Christmas lights just kind of hanging is all the other episodes in between. And yeah, honestly, what I could easily see it being, we have a movie idea, but how do we turn this into a show? Hmm. Let's break it out into three parts and we'll fill the gaps with a lot of new talent. 
and see how it girthy, goes. Girthy talent. You want to fill mm, the gaps with girthy, girthy talent. You talent. want to. You don't always get that, though. No, sometimes you get very, pencils. Yeah, a pencil <laughs> talent. A pencil, a pencil dick, <laughs> or a pencil vest is what I call a pencil pencil vest. vest. Jesus yeah. Christ! Use me, Rick. <laughs> that's a that's an Icarus story if there ever was one. All right, so yeah, this. But I I think yeah, it is shocking to me as well that this is the second to last episode, and for ninety percent of it, you Nothing could have thrown me. it into the bin. <laughs> As in just another monster of the week. Yeah. Go ahead. I'd say that's probably why this episode was good. I I really thought it was going to be more relevant. I I mean, I'm not going to say it's not relevant because there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of characterization being fleshed out, especially with yeah. John. I mean, that moment when he turns into a clown and that was probably tear, the best moment. That was did powerful. You, did you guys notice that John's got some stubble going? Yeah. Who yeah, fucking I like called that. that? Yeah. You, well, let's see. The, <laughs> God, is that not Who just fucking call that? It's just more than Ryan's calling on a whim. It's I just one hundred percent laser accurate. I said in like the second or third episode, he's gonna slowly morph this season into. That's what, dude. That's where we're at. Mike, we have to hand the mantle to Ryan now. Look, guys, the guy I'm... who they made fun of with that episode, which was absolutely Ryan as a character uh, in the original show. So stupid. That I will die on that hill. <laughs> is now the showrunner. I mean, look, I probably could do a better show than Dab, but let's be honest. <laughs> I could probably do an entire season. I think we're Mike's watching. not refuting it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something really inappropriate. Oh, no, please. You can no. edit it out. Yeah. No. You can edit we're it out. Tell it for us. Too much effort. Tell no, for us. it's not. You can just say it. Nah. God damn it. Bummer. All right. So, yeah, he does have the stubble. Uh, this, this episode, though, yeah, it was surprisingly good despite it being maybe like 10% of the major myth arc for the season. Yeah. Setting that aside though, there was a, there was a quality to this episode and a maturity. All of our characters once again, weren't acting in fits of childish behavior, crying for no reason, acting silly when there's no reason to act silly. They felt more like real people in a real setting having to deal with real world ending type of issues. You know, there was, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of room for the, for the useless nonsense, nonsense. And I I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that both the writer and the, the director were actually experienced. And I keep bringing this up because I want our listeners out there to understand, and I'm not saying they don't, but I know there are people out there who get mad when we, say something negative about dear Winchesters and how it has its problems because some fans, and I wish I could be that type of fan. Some fans just see the fandom itself. Right. And they don't yeah. really view the product anymore as anything other than a means to express their love for or a fandom. Yeah. Or for an IP. And yeah. that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not going to gatekeep fandoms, no. but for me, I need there to be quality for me to, to, to re-energize and give new life to my membership in this fandom. And when you get an episode like this, that feels right for the most part, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it feels right. And you go start clicking through the, the people that were a part of this specific episode creatively, it makes sense. And it gets me upset because if this, if that's all it takes is to hire people with experience for an episode to work, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Dude, I, I think the reason that this episode felt so so much better to me 
was it felt like if you took all of our Winchester cast out of this episode and you placed Sam and Dean in this episode, mm-hmm. it's, it was supernatural. It was an episode of supernatural. Like, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been the best episode, but it would have been a, a very nice filler episode with, you know, and you replace Ada with Bobby or even Rowena. You could have flipped it and put, made her the, like, it felt like an episode of supernatural. And I think that is why it, it, it felt like a better episode to me. Because there's two people who understand obviously what the show was at one point, And then they also have the ability to execute that vision. Yep. And I, and I think like for me, I wish it didn't take until episode 12 Mm -hmm. for that to happen. Cause like, look, if the, if the season was filled with more of this, I don't even give a shit. Well, we had season or season episode seven as well. Right. But I'm saying like, if let's say for example, we, okay. So there's the, 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 the pilot, right? There's the mid season finale. Mm -hmm. And then there's the finale. If the episodes in between those were worth this, then this season would have been much, much better. And the show wouldn't be struggling right nope. now in ratings. Nope. Yeah. Because I agree. the word of mouth would be far better. Hey, you guys see this show, The Winchesters? It's very much it's very similar to Supernatural. Yeah, if you liked the last few seasons of Supernatural, you'd you'd yeah. enjoy this. I, I actually had several listeners over the last two or three weeks reach out and say, Oh wow, I haven't checked my feed in a while for you guys, supernatural crossroads. I didn't realize you were covering this show because I watched the first episode and thought it was straight garbage and didn't think you guys were going to be covering it. (laughs) And there were two other people. These are now you got to mind you, not everyone reaches out. Right. Right. Three people all said similar things. They were surprised that That we we were were even covering this. I mean, I I get that. Isn't that sad? And these are people that have been following our show for over 10 years. Yeah. So they're hardcore supernatural fans who are not giving the show a chance because of the opening two or three episodes just wasn't what they thought it should be in terms of quality. Not even the things I'm hearing isn't the usual fandom complaints. A lot of times fans complain about about what they want. Like I want this. I want that. They're actually complaining about things we complain about. What are you thinking when you're writing this? Where's the quality? So when you get an episode like this, it, Yes, I get happy and I'm, I'm when I'm enjoy, I'm enjoying watching it, but then I get frustrated because I I think you know that like it's there. why didn't you do this before? Yeah, I I think I mean look at look at the episode in a whole. They 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 searched for lore. They there's they, a lot of lore. A lot of lore. Out. They, they they searched for lore on Limbo. They that Limbo itself was a cool monster of the week. Yep, because clowns are just fucking creepy, dude. Like he was everything about the. Limbo the clown was pretty S- super great. cool. Was I really mean, good. Which even is, which his is, death scene, the the yes, effect that, that was, was super good, cool. That was a dude, good effect. The, the, everything about the characters. I, I even look, dude. I even liked when with Lata and John like looking through the book. Like I enjoyed that. It felt like old supernatural to me. I kind of wanted him to bang her out. You know, kind of like anger. Just an just an anger if, fuck. Yeah, I'd be like, Mary doesn't understand me. Yeah, she doesn't understand me, but you do, and your vagina You're does. You're my meditation partner. <laughs> your vagina Your vagina does. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. That's not how it works, but. He sounds like a truck driver, a 40-year-old truck, yeah, truck driver. Yeah, hey, hey, did you see my, my mud flaps on my 18-wheeler? They got chicks on them. Your vagina understands me. Come on over here. Uh, your vagina understands me. I like how the me. trucker um, thinks the mud flaps are a pickup for women. You see them mud flaps with the naked ladies on them? 
Yeah, there's my favorite. That could be your silhouette. That could be you. <laughs> uh, you see my other, my last place said no fat chicks. Yeah, that's, you're, you don't fall in that realm. Quality stuff there as always. Good writing, right? <laughs> I, but no, I, I feel like. How long until there's a truck driver gets murdered on this show? Oh, God. Uh, I, I think that is why I enjoyed this episode is that it felt like supernatural. I think the thing that that really threw me off was, I mean, we're 12 episodes in. Mm-hmm. I, I think that threw me off. Look, I didn't even look. I'll be why honest. Why did it throw you off? Because we're 12 episodes in and we finally get this. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, if we would have got this, the second or third episode, tell me people wouldn't have been like, oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. familiar. Now it's interesting how I view a lot of things a little differently now. Now I still, I'm still going to say a little, a lazy decision to make this an alternate reality. At the same time, I can actually enjoy the episode now without overly nitpicking canon inconsistencies yeah. because now that we know this is another universe i'm not getting upset over over little stuff over especially how the witches were presented very different because well, because i all absolutely started off on that rage train like i was when i first see the witches speakeasy or whatever the hell it is I was like, this is so... It's a scissor den. I was like, did Dab co-create this concept? Like, did he... Was he a creative producer? Because this feels like the same 1930s gangster flapper hairstyle and and apparel that he is just goddamn in love with. I was just wondering why they all had crazy eyeshadow on. Well, yeah, like all of it... I'm assuming it's a coven thing. Ridiculously styled... Well, no, I don't think that's even a coven. That's like where they hang out. They were all different covens, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I did not like that. But then I was able to say, all right, if this is in fact a different universe, then I can let that go because Look, the f- there's a lot of things about that that don't fit with Supernatural's interpretation. The original universe's prime, I guess, is what we called it, interpretation of witches. So I was like, all right, I guess I can let that slide. So the rage subsided down a bit rage subsiding see it's interesting how you didn't like that because i felt like this entire episode had a very specific attention to detail that we haven't seen even in the mid-season premiere one of my biggest complaints about this show has been the the lack of spatial depth there's not layering in your mise-en-scene in your framing Mm -hmm. and what you're seeing the from the opening teaser which, was which awesome, I thought was one of the best opening it teasers. Very, very good. I thought it was very well done. Cinematography, the yeah. framing, the use of mirrors, the setup was really good. And then you have the scene, uh, like I call it more of a cabaret flair, which is pretty much the yeah, way that's, you're explaining that's it. Fair. I liked it because a, it allowed the production designer and the art department to do something creative and give us depth. There was no, purposely constrain the view of your overall diegesis so that you cannot have to worry about extending your set due to budgetary restraints, which is what I feel like happens sometimes on shows on the CW. Whereas here we had a fully built set with depth mm-hmm. and layering. You had a, a foreground, you had a background, you had things happening in between. There was a lot of movement. This is literally you praising a real space. Yeah. <laughs> For for people who don't quite get that, is the fact that it's an actual physical you can touch it building, yeah, structure, and that's worth because praying. most of the show has been taking place in the I guess you can call it this version 
of the men of letters bunker and then the, the Winchester house, home, as they're calling it. And it's very limited. When you look back at yeah. the original Supernatural, they never had to deal with the limited view right. of, of their story world because it was a road show. There was yeah, always where you are. There were always scenes. There was a lot of landscape shots. And then when they ended up finding a permanent place to hang their hats, the Winchester, Sam mm -hmm. and Dean, you had the Men of Letters Bunker. And that place was so spacious to begin with that I never felt like we were constrained as a right. viewer. We were able to, we understood the layout and how... Enough of it. How big the place was for the most part. Right. This show kind of ha have hurt themselves by limiting what we see as an audience. And when we get yeah. scenes like this at a carnival, open spaces... And then you have the cabaret, which clubhouse, whatever it is, I can appreciate exposing the audience to more spatial relevance, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it is a nice change because that is something that the show has suffered from. And every witch had very distinct qualities. They were all very different. And something, if, if this is in fact another universe, I also like that there were different appearances for the witches. If you notice that yeah. they were they were the the stereotypical witches with the big nose, the haggard. Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah, and then you had more. I guess you can say normal. They were more humanized. They look like us. So in a matter of what a three minute, maybe five minute scene, we were exposed to the the variations of witches in this universe. I thought it was well done. I didn't have any problem with that scene or their go-to style. No, I didn't either. I think, I think Thomas does bring up a good point. I, I think with the, with the alternate reality, like letting some stuff pass or slide because of it. And, I, and, and like in reality, it's a genius, it's a genius move because I can, I can kind of set back. Okay. Well, this isn't, this isn't my normal universe. So anything that's different, I can just pass off or use headcanon as it being because we're in another universe or another reality or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I, I didn't so much mind the, the speakeasy scene. I, I think there's the, the overused eyeshadow. They're all fucking weird with like their weird eyeshadow. Like it was a little over the top for me because like Rowena never really had that when she was, I thought it was like an entry thing. Like, oh, you have to have like crazy eyeshadow to get in. Kind of yeah, like, like, hey, nice like how shutter. you need the mask and eyes wide shut to be part of the orgy. Yes, or in Blade when you have, um, yeah, to like be a vampire to get in to be part of the orgy. No, you remember the the familiars? Why is it always an orgy. I don't know. Those are the two examples we had. Remember the familiars? Oh, uh, they had to have like the, they had the little tattoo. Yeah, tattoos a little cooler than eyeshadow. Was there an orgy? They all look like drag queens. I, well, I so that's a yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought they looked hot. I like eyeshadow though. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all right. Fair enough. Okay. You like the old lady that was the the like real mouthy one? Which one was that? <laughs> one? The main the one? one who yeah. talked. She was pretty. I'm not an ageist, Ryan. Like uh, you. Eh. If a if a woman's pretty, they're pretty. It doesn't matter <laughs> what age they are. <laughs> As he sounds like an old hag himself. <laughs> like some sort of crow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't mind that. So scene. you're telling me, and okay, you saw Ant-Man and Wasp, the new one, right? Yeah. You did not think Michelle Pfeiffer was damn fucking hot? You are an ageist. Cr Holy crow sound. Shit. Crow sound. She, was, no, she, looked she great. is gorgeous. She looks fantastic. That's called that back. That's called that's called backing up. No, dude. Look, look. If did look, I'm gonna tell you right now. If Demi Moore hit on me, I'd probably jizz in my pants. Okay, so let's let's not even go there. 
The, the, there are men who search all their life for a sentence like that. <laughs> That's true. And then there's Ryan. If I see you, I would jizz in my face. I think. I what, said if she hit on. What me. a compliment. What what a Shakespearean. And uh, my you, all ladies out there, you'll know if Ryan's into you if he jizzes in his pants. Yep. There's a song about it. I I didn't so much mind. I mean, everything about Ryan's a douche. Even when he says, like, he, he says, like, let, let me go back a few minutes here. When he said that, because he says it's genius that they are putting the show in another universe because they don't have to work too hard. Essentially is what well, he's that's saying. Not, and well, this that's is, not the way This I is a it. TV version of t- Ryan's way he did essays in college that's not what triple I meant. space a, a lot <laughs> of bullshit 14 words font. 14 font yeah <laughs> fucking that's not the okay hold on let me elaborate that's not what i the way i meant two that. inch margins mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. stupid that is not the way i meant that you could be just genius the same sentence like four times I, okay i got 12 pages let me fucking talk <laughs> god damn it <laughs> fucking cocksuckers <laughs> i didn't mean it that way what i meant was jesus you fucks what I meant was that it's it's genius in the terms of this show because obviously they're not going to work that hard. Let, let's be honest. We've, we're, we're 12 step episodes in and they're not working that hard. Okay. But at least for us, for the diehard fans, this is a good move for them because we can give it a pass. I, I, I agree. And, and that's, and that's really like joke. what I meant. Like I didn't, obviously it's not fucking genius. It's something stupid that I would write. But the point is, is that it makes it simple. It makes it simple and it makes it simple for people to accept it. And I think yes. that's, yeah. that's, that's more or less what well, I meant. I, we, I think we all shared a similar sentiment in our last episode. Like I'm not, like, I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I think yeah. it, it works. It's just, you, you can't, you can't rely on it. And what, and you can't just be like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do something completely different to do something completely different. But like, let's say for example, they, they give us a different spin on like, werewolves or something like i don't know and it's like oh that's kind of cool like and that kind of gives you the difference and you can differentiate the two universes mm-hmm. prime or whatever this one you want to call this one so i'm okay with that i think so that's what i meant by saying like it's genius for them obviously it's not genius yeah, and also it's not something they're making up completely out of no, thin air because compl- we not, we've yeah. already been exposed to this idea that there are these different universes they work differently at yeah. a very I guess you can say a scientific level, the physics of the universe, whether it be cosm- um, magical or true science, though the nature of the universes are very different. Even before Dab introduced the whole idea of this multiverse, right? Look at our very first iteration of a multiverse, which was you no know, before that season seven, the funny episode where there was no magic, oh, cha- changing channels. No, no, where there's no magic in the world. The French, French mistake. The French mistake. French mistake I mean, that was an alternate universe. And obviously it was very different. There wasn't even lore. There wasn't even magic. So yeah. this idea that things operate differently in other universes, it's built in already into yeah. the show itself, into the, the world of so supernatural. So something like this does work. So yes, you can say it's a gimmick and it's a hack maneuver, but at the same time, if it's already built into the universe and you want to save yourself some, some potential pitfalls, then why not? Yeah. I think, I think ultimately for me, this episode being episode 12 kind of was weird. I think I, you guys are really on the the, the track. I think of kind of my thinking, like the episode was good. I enjoyed it. But I think the, the thing that confused me is that we only have 13 episodes and Thomas has talked about this a lot. 
is that this episode should have had a lot more to it. Like, yeah. and, and I think, so either I'm going to be a couple things in the next episode here. I'm either going to be really pissed off or I'm going to be like, okay. And the reason that, cause like you have an entire episode, it better be zero to a hundred. I think that, because that's the thing. Is like I don't titties dis- and blood. I just mean, just fucking titties and blood. Titties, dude. titties, blood, and Dean Winchester. And I mean, yeah, it's just Dean just fucking murders the whole cast. I just see Dean the like the, the sex cover of Army of, of Darkness, where he's just like shirtless. At the same time, orgy. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing, Thomas. Yeah. Blood and gore, zombies and right. monsters, sexy women around him, and he's just like shirtless, chainsaw it's, and a shotgun in hand. Like it's that's how I not see his it. mom. I need to watch universe, that movie right? immediately. Right? You, it's not. Yeah. So he could bang her. Okay. What? <laughs> it's not his mom. It's, I, he, he it's takes, not his he dog. Takes incest. See the douche. This is the douche mm-hmm. incest version of. If you're in a different zip code, it ain't <laughs> it's cheating. Totally fine. If you're then. in another universe, it it's ain't not, incest. It's not I was his on mom. vacation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's not technically his mom, dude. I I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't disagree with your guys. What if he bangs assessment. Carlos? Then Carlos will have a great time. It's probably true, actually. I don't disagree with the assessment so far, and the multi universes does make a lot of things that I would traditionally and did roll my eyes at. Any, it, it does make that better. In a weird way, though, I don't quite know how to feel or how I feel with this episode because it's it's like I like you said, Ryan, I wish this had been second, third, fifth, ninth, tenth, any other episode. The fact that we're coming up speeding to a brick wall that is the final episode and and we got maybe 10 percent myth arc rather than the other direction of 10% monster of the week, 90% myth arc kind of thing, or, or how we're getting to it. It just, it feels odd to me. Like things feel like they're missing. For example, John and Mary start the episode having problems and how he's being very combative with everybody they're encountering. And I just, I, and maybe I'm, I look into you, Mike, on this one from a writing standpoint, am I being the asshole? Because I'm like, well, that sure would have been nice to see. Okay, so yes, it would have been nice like, to see, like but Dean also you're going dealing, down the road with the first blade and yeah. being aggressive and Sam witnessing that and it's building tension through the season. Where is that? Well, you're dealing with a a season that's essentially 50% of what the original season right, order was for right. Supernatural. So yes, there is going to be something missing and that's an argument you can use for almost any show nowadays. But look at Th- Daredevil, is, man. Season one, remember that? There are shows that can definitely get the job done in mm-hmm. six, eight episodes, but for the most part, there is an argument to be made that uh, there's a lot of television shows that doesn't have the detailed, in-depth character development of years past when we had 15 22, 16, 24, 20-some episodes. There is something missing. Yeah, you know what's missing? That The fact that 20 episodes, we had seven fillers and had 13 good episodes. Yeah. And the thing is, now we have 13 episodes and we have, I uh, like, dude, like. Nine fillers. I see your point, but I don't agree with that because I feel like. You even, have to shit or get off the pot with 13 episodes. Too. Yes, that I agree with. I'm saying when it comes to filler episodes, though, because even filler episodes specifically keeping this in the, in the context of supernatural itself, the filler episodes, especially in the early, I don't, let's say the first 10, 10, 11 seasons, the filler episodes also weren't just filler episodes, right? 
they were used to really flesh out much needed development for those you're characters right. every you're season. Right. You're right because Sam and Dean were still foreign to us. They needed to to elaborate on their backstories and and I get that. You're right. But even Supernatural is what made famous that whole people don't realize this, but a lot of shows weren't doing this. This is a monster of the week episode, but the last five the minutes opening and are, closing. Yes, that the framing of the episode itself, the bookends were very much vital you to, to see our them. core characters and the ever evolving myth arc. Yeah, the overarching arc, uh, myth arc. Yeah, so a show like this would benefit. Now, as the show is now with these group of writers, I don't know if they could actually plan out a season better than this. Even if they were given more episodes, we would have to get a little more experience in that room. And if they did, that being said, this show would greatly benefit from at least another 15 episodes. I think they could, they could do the job. Remove some of the nonsense. Instead of having 80% Monster of the Week and 20% Myth Arc, play around with your percentages. Go 60% Monster of the Week, 40% Myth Arc. And they could probably tell a much deeper story mm -hmm. that connects us to our core cast a lot quicker and we would be emotionally invested that much more if they were to do that. See, your my problems are are a little different with this mm -hmm. episode. I agree that this episode didn't I felt like this episode was probably misplaced. However, understanding where we are and looking at this episode for what it is, it works just fine. Yeah. And it does what it needs to do. We don't get the the John and Mary fighting, but do we really want to see John and Mary fighting? I wanted to see John being combative with other people. They keep saying he's but got this tortured past, and I've seen it in maybe two episodes. But we saw it a lot in this episode. He snipped at everyone. I'm being told a lot, John, you're angry. John, you're violent. Look at your track record. I'm like, a lot of people are telling me how he feels, but I'm not seeing a lot of it. I I'll tell you except what, maybe in this episode. I'll tell you what bugged me. I I'll tell you what bugged me the most in the episode, and it had nothing to do with anything until the very last second of the episode was his mom showing up saying, oh, by the way, you're going to get acquitted. Oh, that first I, of all, that would not hold up in court I, I think, at all. I think what, what bugged me about, and obviously they, they may change that going into it, but remember the days in like Supernatural where Sam and Dean were like on the run from the yeah, you know, or, we or, talked or, about or this like, last week. Or Sam and Dean were pissed off at each other, and it took six episodes or seven mm -hmm. episodes for them to, like, fix that. That, now, obviously, we don't know how it's going to go out in the next episode. And I'm hoping that it's not just a, you know, wiggle your nose, bewitched, guess what, you're acquitted of murder. I feel like that's exactly what they just did. I'm hoping that's not what it is. But despite the fact he ran from the cops and was a fugitive... I mean, look, dude, I, I do that every day. Also, how does mom know to find him in a field where a carnival was? He probably, look, dude, they probably told them dude, where they were. you obviously don't have kids, man. You, we know where our kids are at In all the time. 70s? Yeah. You oh, got yeah. some fucking radar? Yeah, yeah yes. have cell phones it's called, in the 70s. It's called parent radar. We know where parent our kids dark. are. Parent dark. Across state lines? I'm making jokes about what Ryan said, but I agree. If I had to gripe about one big problem with the episode. I think that was the, the only episode, thing that I really had a problem with. It felt real. This goes right back to what I said a few moments ago. The problems mm -hmm. that this episode do, do, in fact, have has nothing to do with necessarily skill of these writers and directors no, themselves. It, no, it in this episode specifically, it has to do with the episode order and show running. Yeah. Because Millie and Betty finding something to clear John between episodes 
is utter bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Well, especially it's, and this is, I know, nitpicky, but a witness, totally credible, because that's never been completely worthless in a court of law, says that he totally saw Kyle in there before the phone call. Again, that's not holding up, man. And this isn't, you can't point to the writer of this episode and blame them. This is 100% Robbie Thompson. Yeah, you need to have him completely free by the next episode. Uh, yeah. Like, that should have been spaced out. We should have been on the run for a while. So so you're, you're probably right that ultimately it comes down to show running pacing problems. That's... That's my biggest problem with this episode. This episode doesn't show cracks in its actual formation. When you're looking at the episode as a standalone, the cracks of this episode have everything to do with the show running. It's like the cracks are in the season. Yes. Not necessarily the episode. Yep. Yeah. Cause like even Mary and John's little bit, like we, we have limbo. The clown targets people who are sad. And Mary's the one who finds the ticket. So is Mary grieving or or upset about something? Or is she just simply upset that John's upset? Like, if this was when her dad was still missing, I could kind of get it. Yeah, because they mentioned that Limbo targets people who are grieving. Who are sad. But then it turned into anger. So did it or am I or am I misconstruing that? It seemed like it started off as a grief and then it turned into someone who's mad. She she started because Mary isn't grieving. I don't really quite know because the most that we find out is that she just liked feeling happy, not having problems. And it almost feels like they're trying to channel that Dean carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. He puts on a good front, but he's always sad but it doesn't feel quite as earned because outside of Maggie's death years ago, we have John who she's with and supposedly happy. We have her dad's found alive and not dead. Like there's not a lot immediate. I feel like at the I moment think it's aggressive would, just overall, like just, a disruption in your happiness. I, I think that was the overall idea. And also, they did trick their way into the tent. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah, so, I mean, he even said that. So, once you're in the tent, perhaps he can use something internally to get you, which seemed to be the case. But I will say, there was one problem, and maybe you guys can tell me I misread this. But if Clarence had a limbo ticket mm-hmm. for the past 30 years and he was searching for his brother, <laughs> then wouldn't he be able to see the tent as well? That was one I was going to bring up. Yes. If he walked. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, you're correct. But they also said in the episode that limbo moves around. So he's at the carnival where limbo is. Look, dude, they said multiple different carnivals. They, they said it. So he, okay, he could so be he's not any tied to one anywhere. car. Yeah, he's okay. not tied to it. Okay. So, yeah, he may have had a ticket. Are you sure yes, they're not I'm tied to one carnival? No, I'm 100% oh, you, you know what? Sure. You're right. Because Clarence showed up because of the news report yes. of the other kid yes. being taken. So, so why would okay. he have his ticket with him that day? Well, I mean. Wouldn't you have that on you at sure every know. carnival you go to? Look, then? you're nitpicking now. But the point is, the point is you're <laughs> wrong. And he isn't. He's tied to a different. Like, he's tied that to whatever carnival he's at. That, that makes sense. So, yeah. like, I mean, fuck. Cut Clarence some slack. He didn't even know the kid got fucking. He could have been abducted by some random murderer. Like, you know, it is what it is, dude. He definitely yeah. could have. He could have been. Could have been something else. But the point is, is that he. He. 
he yes, he probably should have had the ticket with him, but like, dude, that's he didn't in your seem pocket. like a smart guy either. <laughs> If you really want to, if you really want to. You're what we call a dumb person. Yes. Yes. Correct. But I mean, dude, overall, I definitely like, I, I didn't see the the only problem I had was, was the thing at the end. That was it. Otherwise I, I I mean, look, Carlos was, was fine in this episode. I think Carlos was was phenomenal in this episode because he had funny, quippy moments that were appropriate. Like when the clown guy was being all weird and telling them this story. And then he's like, all right, that was all creepy and all, but can anyone take him seriously? I was like, ah, I thought of that too. Just now. Like he had real moments that made him feel like the fun side character that he should Should be. be. Yeah, definitely. Dude. Well, when he said that, I was like, can we ask the same question about you with that pirate shirt? Like what the, it's called a blouse. Get it right. (laughs) Prince wore him. (laughs) And he's a pirate and a weirdo game blouses. Yeah. That's all I think. See that. I look, I, that was my only real kind of, I thought you would have had one, one logic nitpick or, or just something that made maybe again, I'm just the jerk. Cause I'm, I was sitting here watching this and the, you're a prejudiced jerk. We just said, no, wow. I said, maybe I isolate that and turn that into a drop. That. Not like you said, I'm the prejudiced jerk. No, I said, maybe I'm the jerk. Mm, I think we need to go back the, and listen to that. We'll go back to the tapes. The f- <laughs> Yes, the tapes that we have. <laughs> reels and reels, reels and real. The reel to reel you have over there. But they all go into the tent. All four of them go into the tent with no idea of how to really solve this multidimensional being. But what I couldn't stop screaming like in my mind was when all the clowns showed up and they're trapped, in my head I was like, be sure... Nice if someone had a fucking gun right now (laughs) or a knife or a water pistol or a weapon of any kind. Hand-to-hand combat. There's no hunting going on. We just run around. That's one thing I don't understand. Give them a knife that just doesn't work. You allegedly have this van full of weapons. And yet they never have they weapons. They never have weapons. Why does nobody throw a punch? You last time you ever saw Sam and Dean go anywhere without their silver uh, pistols. They know Dean at this time. Cult, like, exactly. Dean would have been Dean like, pulled the 1911. Dude, the 1911 would have came out super fast or Sam would have pulled out the, the Beretta, dude. Like there is no, like there would have been no hesitation. And so like, that's what is really confusing to me. It's like, also, it, it confused me a little bit too, and I don't know if this is this isn't really a nitpick. I just didn't understand like the like the limbo stuff. But when you look in the mirror, you become like a sad hobo clown. And what I mean by that is like the makeup that you have on your face, right? right. Is it the longer you're in there, you start to get the costume too, or because essentially, look at, yeah, looking in the mirror is how he gets start, them to get trapped. Gotcha. Okay, and that then, makes sense. And then while the others, you know, went sad, became happy, he was like, finally admits he's sad because he's been denying that he, oh. he's saying, I'm fine, Mary, like the whole time. So gotcha. that's showing he's okay. truly okay. is okay. upset. Okay. That I liked. And that moment with John as the crying clown, that was haunting in a good way. That was something I could totally see from an old supernatural I liked that bit. That was really yeah, was well good. done. But I just was laughing to myself. I'm like, you have no fucking weapons as you guys are in here. You wandered in. They could have went in with deodorant. It work out. Deodorant you just use on carnies, dude. So, like, they could have went with deodorant as a weapon. That's, no. That was a carny joke, but I guess it didn't, didn't pan out. No. Drake Rogers is getting better and better. He the is. The guy's awesome. I want the writing to match. I know. I, it needs, I feel, the, I feel like it's unfair to him. 
It is, dude. Also, I just got to point out that Mary looked way hotter as a clown for some reason. <laughs> dude, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, look, I'm saying she's hot, although I don't know what it is about the Was makeup. it because she was smiling? I think it was the way her hair was, dude. No, fuck smiling. Give, I was me some, like, give me some frowns. Oh, my God. It threw me. Everything's got to be morbid. It rose. threw me. I want, I want sad clown makeup. Oh, you want John's makeup? It I'm threw me sure. immediately when she comes out and she's like, I'm happy and I'm smiling. I'm like, this isn't the same person. Psycho. Like, immediately that was red you're, flags. You know what, though? Mike, you're right. He's He gets better and better. And it's like, it's unfortunate because in this episode, I saw a lot of like, like towards like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like he definitely could pull that. He's out. trying to channel it more and you more. You can tell he's working his ass off. Like he's very good. Every scene when he's working with Latika in the hotel, when he's talking to Carlos, he is owning every fucking scene. And yeah, I'm he's, hoping he's kicking their that lines. the writers and directors see this, just like they did it with yeah. Jensen. As Jensen got better and better, suddenly they knew what they needed to do. Like we got to give Dean or Jensen these moments. This, this is what we, and I'm hoping these guys do the same thing. These people do the exact same thing with him. Yeah. If this show doesn't get canceled, of course. Well, so moving on to the main myth arc bit because we only have one episode left. Shockingly, that was Ada's storyline where she's been kind of in the wind, allegedly hunting with Samuel, looking for answers to what can take down the Akrita for all this time. We we talked a bit about the witches and the speakeasy there, but the main thing is that she meets everyone's fan favorite, Rowena. Now. The fact that it's a different universe is another one of those things where I'm like, all right, I can allow in my mind Rowena's here. She's hanging out with other witches instead of being some ostracized loner mm -hmm. because it's a different universe. There's a different set of parameters. But she also seemed like a bit of an outsider still. Like she she's still the black seemed sheep. like her own thing. Like she's not really a follower. Well, look, what she, exactly. Look, everyone else shunned Ada. Mm -hmm. And of course, she's not. She's going to. And also, she was also the user. Like that's that's her thing. She uses people. Yeah. So she's still like the same person. So yeah. this is like a, a, a dimension or two away, like everything everywhere all at once. We're not too far mm -hmm. from the prime universe. It's an offshoot that's fairly similar. But I thought that her part was great. I, I do enjoy her. Ruth does a great job. She has been fun throughout. And it does feel like she, because <laughs> mostly because it hasn't been that long, slipped into the the comfortable character once again. And she still is entertaining to watch and fun to watch in this. So I I thought when they first announced it, I was a little bit like, God, that would have been a nice, you know, reveal. Would have been a nice surprise. Would have been a nice it surprise. It would have been funner but if we saw, if the first time we knew she was going to be there was when she flipped open her I did, yeah, yeah, I don't need her hood. I, yeah, I yeah. don't need like them to spoil this shit. Like, if they if they're gonna show up, then they're gonna show up. It's a marketing tool. Well, I, I, it's I a bitched about I that very it. thing. Like, why do spoil? Why have spoilers become marketing? I complained about that with season fourteen. For I'm, shit, I'm telling you right now, ago. I would have been way more jazzed if I knew nothing about it, and then yeah. she pulls her hood back, and it. Or I would have known as soon as she started talking. Would you have jizz yeah. your pants? Yeah, all over myself, dude. Yeah. Just cover. Oh, Rita. I think we just heard it. Oh, all right. Well, so that's a drop. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so we I know Rowena drops. We know Rowena is not immune or naive about the Akrita. She is aware of it. I was surprised that so many people are seemingly aware of him, of them. But 
she does want to help Ada to some degree, but also she's, as always, getting something out of it. She says that she's testing Ada to see if she was strong enough to join her coven. That was another thing where I'm like, all right, so Rowena's got her own. I know she tried that in the original Supernatural, but if this is an offshoot universe, fair enough. She apparently has some sort of potential in her earth magic, which Supernatural's original storyline or, or or presentation of witches was, it was very demonic, that it was, it was super evil, dark. occult, all evil. If, if you're a witch, you're bad. Period. There yeah. was no like good witch or good magic sort of thing. The Men of Letters utilized magic in a different way, used those dark powers to do good things or more accurately develop countermeasures for witches. But there has never been a good version of that. This universe seems to have almost like a classification and, and different subgenre groups of magic. Like whether it's your D&D breakdowns or something from Harry Potter, you have earth magic and various other types. So that's interesting. At least that was one thing that you were talking about before, Mike. Like why is Ada just like dicking around in a garden? Isn't she supposed to be the magic user? Apparently she's been practicing this whole time. Yeah. So, all right, I'll give her that. I am interested to see what they do with the witch lore because mm -hmm. it is very different. Than OG Supernatural. Yeah. It's very different. Because there weren't distinctions like that, right? I'm not, I do not believe there was. It was always just demonic and evil. We know that there are very different types of witches, but and power levels. But there weren't but... a distinction in the types of magic. Right. I don't believe there was. It was always just magic, hex bags. And if we're usual. wrong, listeners, please do what you do. Hit us up on. Twitter at Crossroads SBN and let us know we're wrong. I would almost feel like there can't be because why would, how would witch killing bullets be universal then? Right. It was very clear that witches were witches. Yeah. You kill them. They are monsters. And the fact that Ada is actually embraced by hunters shows you A that the view of the witches in this universe are very way different. different. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll work. Um, what about Crowley? Are we going to see Crowley? Because I really hope we don't. Yeah. I really hope we because don't. it's not going to be Mark Shepard. It won't be Mark Shepard, and that will ruin it. He ain't. He ain't and I, that's that's one of those like you, you can't remember how Castiel was lambasted as being this like Nazi character instead of being Castiel in the Apocalypse universe. It, it's going to be the same vibe. Like you cannot recreate that lightning in a bottle that was his performance, Mark Shepard's performance. Don't try. Still, I still don't understand how Novak had a German accent and was a Nazi. Essentially, that doesn't even make sense. We're don't not show, gonna. Don't, damn it! I was gonna do it. <laughs> German accent. I just no, 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 I started please, laughing. I started laughing. No, go ahead. Yeah, that's why you couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? You think the Jews are responsible for this? <laughs> That's better than... Uh, it's because it's close to Schwarzenegger. That's not... That's Austrian, you dick. Yeah, and Austria is close. Nah, Where do you think right. Hitler's from? It actually nah. is extremely close. I know it is. I'm on, I Hitler understand was where Austria, from Austria and Germany is. I don't think you do. You're right. I have no clue. This is called the globe, right? See, right over here. <laughs> please, please, please stop. I liked that... Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> I like that Rowena's introduction had a purpose, though, giving her this apparently massively powerful crystal not she didn't just show up as a hey kids here we are today with your favorite mm -hmm. and then she fucks off it was at least she had a purpose with this crystal i agree now yeah. i like the idea that it has a hefty cost but with, apparently it's only part of their soul yeah so you still have to be part of your soul in there so so fine 
you know, well, we, in, we, we, at least we know some things are consistent in this universe. The soul is, is still powerful. The thing. But does that break their own canon of that? It has to be something from, from another universe, like not of this world or is a soul not of this world kind of thing. How am I thinking about it too much? I don't Probably. Know. Yeah, you are. This <laughs> is this is the Winchesters, not but supernatural. I liked, I liked that. And <laughs> I think they did at least a decent job by giving us a timeline. It's no longer that the Akrita are just like fucking around and only bothering them when it's convenient. Their crystal is actually Dean Winchester's crystallized shit. That's why it's so past <laughs> powerful. You know, Dean doesn't poop. of this world. He doesn't poop. What he's arguing. He about. just he, shits crystal. He shits diamonds. Oh, that's yeah. a crystal. Yeah, crystals aren't diamonds, but it's fine. It's I like fine. that they it's gave fine. us a little Whatever. bit of a timeline, though. I would it would have been nice to have this, you know, the planetary alignment element a couple episodes ago. So we feel like in season three with Supernatural, there's this ticking clock element that we're running out of time. We're getting more desperate. Mm-hmm. They just kind of gave it to us here, so I was like, eh. But yeah, at least there's some momentum. Yeah. So let's let's get into it, Ryan. You like this episode a lot. What do you give this one? Uh, I'm going to give this episode an 80. Um, I definitely, I mean, there were some, it wasn't perfect by any means, but I'm going to give it an 80. I think that might be my highest score. Of this. No, we can it's, check. Uh, what's what, or it's my second highest. You gave an 88. What did I give? Episode 88? eight. Oh yeah. I did like eight. And then you weren't here for seven, which I you imagine would be higher four. than that. Um, I don't oh, know. Actually, yeah, that, that's, I was your saying, that's my highest. second highest. Yeah. yeah, I um I did look at that a couple times. Um, there were there were some problems, and I think for me though, the good parts of this episode outweighed those kind of weird nitpicks that I had, and I think that um, dude, Mike, you said it earlier, but Drake is fucking phenomenal, as John. I, I like every episode. I find myself looking more at him as like John Winchester and not just some guy who's playing John Winchester. And I think he's the silver lining. He is the silver lining. And I think that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say this, and I'm probably going to get beat up for this, but he's the best non Jeffrey Dean Morgan, John Winchester we've had. Mm -hmm. I, I, I truly believe that I, cause we have had some, we've had more time with him. Yes. And I think, I just think he's able to channel the character much, much better than the other guys and and no offense to those, the other guys that played, you know, in supernatural played John. I just feel like he is definitely moving the story along with that character. And I, and I, I feel kind of the same way about the, uh, what's, uh, I forget her name that plays Mary. Um, uh, Meg Donnelly. Yes. I feel like she's just behind him in, in that, in that category. Um, the episode, as far as they gave, Lata something to do. Carlos had something to do. So I didn't have a problem with those characters. I still don't think they're necessary. And you could have done this episode with just Mary and John, but, but they were very good in this episode. I, I had yeah. no problem with, they them. had their places. They, they were there for a reason. Yep. And that, and that yeah. I'm okay with that. And they were, and it wasn't distraction. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the lore was fantastic. The, the clown character was, uh, limbo. straight out of terrifying, straight terrifying dude. Like character, no, 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 the, but yes, yes. Yeah, they're terrifying. The clown. Yeah. Art the clown. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I wish there was a li- it would have been a little bit darker. And when I'd be mad, that's maybe a little more 
like gory or kind of weird, you know, like mm -hmm. just a little bit, but otherwise that's super nitpicky. Um, the show shuns from shuns, yeah, away, it's a, shuns violence a bit. Yeah. I think that's a little weird. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't, that's a little weird. I don't know what mandate a, came down because a character like that would have like really been sinister and dark and supernatural. You know, he like really it would have. And, and so that was a little weird for me, but, um, I enjoyed the open sets. I think you mentioned it earlier. That was cool. The carnival was a cool set. It was very, very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, and dude, the, the visual effects for when he limbo dies, that caught me off guard. Like when I was watching, I was like, holy shit. It's a relatively simple effect, but it goes to show you, you don't need something need elaborate, over the top, yeah. dude. Um, so yeah, this, I mean, the only thing that I had a, a real problem with was his mom showing up at the end and, you know, I, I would have surely thought that we'd see Dean this episode just to, you know, as a teaser or something, but um, otherwise it's an 80. I mean, it's a good episode. I enjoyed it. I actually for once didn't want to pick my phone up to be honest. All right, Mike, what about you? Well, I've said that this show has the ability. They really focus. It can be a B plus show. It averages around a C to C minus, but this is one of those episodes out of 12 so far that I feel like shows that if you just really focus and you cut through the excess and you try your best to adhere to what Supernatural was and what it represents, both in terms of story and value, mm -hmm. you can make a decent episode. And this episode is one of those for me. This, to me, is the second highest episode of the season. It's an 85%. I thought it was good. The only thing that it would have probably gotten like an 88, 89, but that Millie stuff at the end. It just, yeah, I think it, that killed yeah. it for me. It was, oh, that's it just as bad as Castile coming in with the, with the apple or whatever he did. It was when he came back from the grocery store during the Scooby-Doo episode. He's like, I got the fruit from the tree. And I'm also think I'm married to the, you could have ended it. That was it. It you also shows just how ill planned. Yeah. When you have an element like that, it screams we're running out of time. Yeah. yeah. I just think you could have you could have ended that episode without her showing up and it would have been fine. It could have been a phone call. Yeah. It also couldn't have been the the beginning of next episode. Yeah. yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> this episode was much stronger than many of the other ones. I'll also give this one an, an 85. I think that's a pretty good assessment for this show. It's it's odd because I liked a lot of it. it. As Ryan said, it's not perfect. The Millie stuff at the end is is dumb as hell. And there's just another sense of like, okay, this is a much stronger script, but it still feels like we could have gone over it with another pass and improved where some weaknesses were. But it is well-written compared to many of the others, and it does come from a person with more experience on both the writing and the directing side that helps it shine. Um it's odd. I would say this is kind of how I guess I feel about it right now. This was the closest to feeling like Supernatural's later seasons, Dab's oh, run. Like totally it feels agree. like this would have been a Dab episode if you, as you said, Ryan, changed out Sam and Dean for Mary and John. While the rest of the show has felt like a CW spinoff. Yeah. Outside of maybe episode yeah. seven, the mid-season finale. I agree. So it's odd that this is where we're at. Not a whole lot of momentum going into the final episode. We'll see what happens, and we'll hopefully get some news soon. Honestly, 
just news on whether or not there's going to be a season two, good or bad. But fingers crossed. And uh, we'll see everybody here for the final episode of the Winchester's season one next time. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.